Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, I'm Trent, and it is wonderful to have your company today for episode... One, three, six. This week we hit up all the latest news, and boy, there is a lot to get through. And then we jump into another instalment of the Toy Power Quiz. Joining me today in the Toy Power Studio, we have Ben... G'day, g'day. ...and Frank. Well, hoy, hoy. All right, let's do some news. Three, two, one. Cue music... So what have you got for me? I'm Batman. But she's got a new hat. In all that excitement from San Diego Comic-Con around Star Wars, we sort of missed a really, really big piece of news, and it probably wasn't well-known. It was one of these things where they announced a whole heap of stuff, so there was a, a new announcement for some helmets and some exclusives and that sort of thing. But there was a lot about what sort of wasn't talked about here that is the real story. And recently that's become clearer as to what Hasbro are actually cutting from the Star Wars mm. merchandise coming out. And the way I see this is it's really in the wake of a lot of Star Wars stock clogging the shelves. It's a rationalization of the sorts of figures they're putting out. So the 3.7 inch very iconic line is being really, really rationalized down to two main lines. That is the vintage collection. So they're the higher price point, three and three quarter inch figures that come with that beautiful retro card. They're in the modern style. So they've got the modern sculpting, the detail and extra articulation. But they're designed to help flesh out your vintage collection, correct? Uh, so they're, they're almost... They're a new thing. They're a new thing. So okay. the, the sculpts are new. Uh, better the articulation. New, better right, articulation. Right, yep. And they're also going to be continuing with one other three and three quarter inch line, and that is the retro vintage line, which is exactly right. the repro. That's of for the, the ki- that's for the seventies kids. For the seventies kids, right. right? Now they're coming with again very traditional uh, card art with the photographs with the weathering effect. This was a bit controversial. Mm, it sort yeah. of got that aging feature around the edge to make it look like the cards are torn. And they come with the big sticker that the they put sticker. the big red sticker saying retro collection, which you can peel off. What does that mean? It means that a lot of the other three and three quarter inch lines that had been put out, like the stuff for The Last Jedi, which had the Force Link technology, those sort of movie lines are now gone. Hmm. So we're not going to see a... Um, what's the, the new one? The the last Skywalker? The Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. We're not going to see a Rise of Skywalker line, per se. In that scale. In that scale. Hmm. What we'll see is we'll probably see it integrate into Black Series and we'll see it introduced into the the retro line or mm. the the one that they're going to use. So they're really rationalizing. And this is, in my opinion, not a bad move mm. because there were just so many figures out there. There were a lot clogging the shelves. We saw a lot here clearance at $5 a figure. I bought a few from one of the local cheap shops to take to one of the trade days that we had that was Brett Owens' trade mm, day at Marden. Yep. 
and I put them out. I bought them for $5. I put them out for $5. I just wanted to have some stock. Yeah. And I had one guy come up to me and goes, nah, I'll give you maybe four bucks for that. And it's like, well, this is about as cheap as doing these doing it at figures. cost, mate. These like, are, chill yeah, out. <laughs> this is as cheap as these figures are getting. So interestingly as well, there were some questions asked at San Diego around the Star Wars Resistance toy line and the future state of that. So as you might have known, Star Wars Resistance is the new Star Wars CGI animated film that deals with the, the fighter pilot squadrons. And Hasbro replied that there is no plans at all for continuation of three and three quarter inch figures in that style. So we can definitely see now a, a real rationalization of what product Hasbro is putting out. And for me, I'm, I'm predominantly a six inch collector. I collect black series. In the six inch, I never really got into a lot of the three and three quarter inch lines. It's it's a little bit sad that mm. what really was the history of Star Wars is being rationalised, but I think it it makes a lot of sense. If in they're this not selling them, why why bother? I also think this is doesn't come as a great surprise to me when uh, a, f- a couple of years ago now the Marvel Universe had a uh, I think it was called Marvel Universe subline. It was meant to be like your Marvel Legends, but they were done at that 3.75 inch scale. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. They, they, they stopped doing them, and that's basically just, you know, they're not selling as much. I, th- I think that what's going to hurt the collecting community the most is the vehicles, the play sets. Correct. You know, yeah. the, to the buy a black series uh, six inch scaled vehicle or play set. It costs an arm and a leg, you know, to buy a three and three quarter thing. Usually they hit retail. So um, it, that's what's going to hurt, in my opinion. Oh, it's yeah. just Haslabs have got their next projects for the next five years, yep. haven't they? Yes. Like, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Much. And, pretty and cool. look, and the Vintage Collection will be putting out vehicles and has been putting out vehicles. Obviously, Haslab put out the barge, but you could get the smaller skiff at sort of pretty traditional retails. We haven't seen them here because, you know, it's Australia, so we're not expecting to see a lot of that stuff. But <laughs> a lot of the online retailers did stock the skiff and a few of the other sort of playsets. So, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a bit sad to, to know that almost this is now really a collector line. $25 for the vintage collection figures here at retail, oh, recommended is, retail, yeah. which is a lot. Um, I've seen Snoke clogging the shelves with the... <laughs> The Jin Erso with the funny eyes that are printed on her forehead. Um, but a lot of the other stuff has moved because it is sort of scarce and people do like the the card art. You know, we had Brian Flynn on the show and he said he's a sucker for anything with that, that uh, silver border and that yeah. photographic style. So people, a lot of people say, I bumped into Nick Greenslade yesterday and he said they're beautiful figures, they're beautiful cards, but because I'm an opener... I lose half the value in sort of tearing the figure off the card. Yep. So a little bit of a, I guess, a sad day for Star Wars collectors. But wherever there is a cloud, there is also silver lining. And Star <laughs> Wars collectors, don't fret because you've got other things to spend your money on. <laughs> Lego continues with their 20th anniversary of Lego in Star Wars style with the amazing... Devastator. So this is the Star Destroyer from the opening scene in A New Hope. Oh, you said four. Devastator. I'm like, oh my god, are they doing a, a green <laughs> yeah. and purple transformer? I'm in. Yeah, well, it, apparently that's what that's what it's called, the Devastator. So yeah, there you go. Um, so this is absolutely stunning. It comes with a mini Tanty Five or Tanty Four, which is the little um, ship that Princess Leia's on and R2D2's on that gets sucked into the port. Um, 
It is a phenomenal set if you've seen it. The, the jets at the back are really chunky. Like mm. it's got that real um, sort of triangular shape, shape to, to it. It yep. looks absolutely beautiful. So let me just t- talk you through some of the specifics on this <laughs> set because it is mind-boggling. Big stats. It's big stats. It's up there with one of the biggest sets ever made. It comes with complete with 4,784 pieces. And then in terms of the dimensions... 17 inches or 44 centimetres high, 43 inches or 110 (laughs) centimetres long, and 26 inches, 66 centimetres wide. So it is an absolute beast of a thing. Comes with, I think, two exclusive um, Imperial characters. Mini figures. figures, Yeah. yeah. So they'll be the ones we'll see on eBay for crazy prices. My one question with this is, Trent, where on earth are you going to put it? I just can't. (laughs) I've had my eye on the Falcon. So yeah. they, they put out the collector's edition Falcon that you could do in both the original trilogy style or you could get it for Force Awakens. And, you know, they had both characters from both films. Mm. It was modelled on that very first and very expensive Millennium Falcon that, that Lego put out that was the biggest and went for tens of thousands of dollars on the secondary market. That one hit. And, it you know, if you're going to get one vehicle in Star Wars... That's the one you kind of want to get, right? That may be an X-Wing, but I reckon you've got to get Falcon. And I just haven't been able to pull the trigger on it. One for price. It is over $1,000 a year. And two for, what am I going to do with it? It's a huge box. It's it's, it's square. Yes. It's as deep as it is wide. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, if you're looking for something to spend your money on when you can't get your three and three quarter inch figures, (laughs) there, there you go. Instant. Definitely. All right, Ninja Turtle news. Now, we've got uh, TMNT Movie 7-inch Wave 2 from NECA. These are the foot soldiers. We're getting two of them, Splinter and Shredder. Accessories, two versions of the foot with bladed weapons, melee and Shredder is the same as the one-quarter scale. No box or chains for Splinter. He comes with a nunchaku, uh, ooze canister and pizza slice. Now, I have a feeling that Splinter is more articulated than the... Yeah, um, that's what I've heard. Yeah, so yeah. I, because I've seen him standing up rather than just a the, uh, hanging pose. So yeah, the one that came in the box set is its arms are in that very deliberate, I'm chained up to a wall sort of right angled sort of pose. But this other one, all the stock photos we've seen, he looks to have regular sort of shoulder articulation. Yeah, so... This is not a bad result, really, considering how hard to get that exclusive was. Sold out within minutes every day on the NECA pre-sale. Clearly sold out at the con. Yep. To yep. miss out, to basically be able to get the set minus the card... And let's be clear, the box that Splinter comes standing on is a cardboard oh, box. it's cardboard. It's okay. not plastic. Right. It's, it's cardboard and it's folded up. And um, It's a very cool box, actually. It's got... It's done like a a box with all the little packaging slips and the addresses. Hmm. And it, it's even got reference to NECA on oh, the box nice. itself, which is very, little details, very cool. details, I love that. Um, but the box and the chains, that's all you're yeah. missing. Yeah. So that's a wonderful result yeah. because um, I, I guess you, if you're going to display him in the primary pose, it's probably just a normal pose without the chains, isn't it? Like Definitely. Your, your secondary yeah, pose is chaining him up. Hmm. Yep. 
Yep, agreed. So uh, this uh, is up for pre-order, VIA GameStop. Hopefully Icon Collectibles here in Australia can get it. 25 USD. If it does come to Australia, help us, Nerds Paradise. You're our only hope. <laughs> so who's in? Of course, we are all in. So. Yes, absolutely. And uh, that's speaking for Darren as well, I believe. Yeah. Oh, this, I think we'll all be getting this set. For without, sure. You can't. Definitely we've, all, we've all managed to get those movie turtles, yeah. whether they was the, the San Diego set or the individually carded ones. If you've got that, then you've got to be in for these ones, effectively. Agreed, agreed. Mm. Can't wait. Speaking of uh, box sets, we've got some Marvel Legends news, this time out of Canada, eh? There was a uh, con over there, I forget the name of it, but they unveiled an Alpha Flight box set in Marvel Legends. Perfect, considering Alpha Flight is basically a all-Canadian team. So this box set is a six-character set, including Aurora, North Star, Vindicator, Snowbird, Shaman, and Puck. You'll be okay if you don't remember half of those names because I had to, I struggled with a number of them. Puck is probably the standout because he's the one that has was a builder figure from many mm. many years ago. He's very old, isn't he? Very yeah. old, very hard to find, very expensive, and so the, I believe it's a bit hard to tell from the pictures, but I believe it's a pretty similar mold. Uh, and so this is a good way to get your hands on $110 US. It is an Amazon exclusive, sadly, and we've sort of documented some issues getting stuff from Amazon, so order at your own risk. But this is coming on the 1st of December. Mm, yeah, shout out to Colin Betts or Fair Play Things on Instagram. He was at the um, Canadian Con. Oh, right. Um, got some pics from him as well. He was doing a live stream one morning, well, morning for me while he was eating his, while I was eating my breakfast, <laughs> and he was... Um, walking downtown and, and yeah, he ended up walking to a toy store and talking and this option came up while I was in Instagram to do like a live chat and I clicked it and he was walking along going oh someone's trying to live chat with me this is going to be interesting and I was trying to cancel it as quickly as I could because he had his audience following him and I didn't want to I had no intention of joining so it was, uh, it was amusing but that no, was great to see, uh, to see Colin there and what's the name of the band that dresses up as the Transformers and uh, plays the old age. Cybertron Spree? Yeah. Cybertron Spree, yeah. yeah. I think they were there. Yes. And cool. they were later at Dragon Con. Yes. yes. So, yeah, very, very cool. But Incredible band. Their costumes oh. alone are insane. And the fact that they well, can still... Well, they're talented as well. Yeah, yeah. they How can, can they still play, play while yeah, they're dressed up like that. In those boxy sort of costumes. It's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. And uh, love it. Well done. Absolutely brilliant. All right, moving on to some Thundercats news. And we didn't know what was happening with Savage World. This is the line that they're doing, the Funko line that they're doing very much in the 5.5 inch Masters of the Universe style. Right from the outset when they announced this back in the day, Funko gave us a look at renders for Wave 1 and Wave 2. So we've known about Wave 2 for a very, very long time. Mm. And it's sort of been almost 12 months now in the making yep. um, for this news. But we have had confirmation during the week that we are getting Wave 2. And if you remember, Chitara features in this wave alongside Tigra to start us rounding off, getting very the close to guys, rounding yep. off the, the good guys. And we're also getting Monkeyan and Jackalman. So each comes with its signature weapons. Who wants to get these now? I know we had quality control issues with Wave 1 Thundercats. Mm, A number point. of those issues have slowly resolved as we've gone and gotten new figures from different Wave. We had the horror figures. We also had the DC ones, the DC ones yep. done in that very barbarian style as well. So they've been pretty good for the most part. What do we think now? How are we standing at this point on this line? I'm I'm comfortable with just Lionel and Mumra. That's that's as yeah. deep as I'm going. But I'm waiting, still waiting, holding my breath for Conan. Oh, hopefully they go Conan oh, in the this barbarian. Style. Okay. I believe they had some test 
shots yep. way back when of Conan, uh, the Barbarian, and, and the Destroyer. Uh, so I'll hold off and just get a cherry pick from then if that comes to light. Yeah. But, well, this is good news for that. That's this right. gives yeah. us hope that they haven't forgotten about it and they have plans yeah. for it. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm probably going to pick them up only because it's that completers thing where I'm like, I have the, you know, I've got my vintage Thundercats sort of behind, sitting behind me right now and, and having the original Lion-O and Mumra and, and then the, the miniature version sort of behind or in front of them. Uh, and I, if, I feel like I'm missing out if I've got these other characters that don't have the smaller ones to go with them. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably down. Yeah, I'll, I'll get these, I think. And I'm a big fan of the look of the female characters in this line. I think they pulled them off really, really nicely. So the Chitara is an absolute must for me. Yep. And in fact, I think I have already pre-ordered these from uh, <laughs> Pop Pre-order pop it again, what, just to be sure. Yeah, I did get them. And they, in fact, because they did pop up, Wave 1 did pop up um, for $25. I think we went through mm. um, Nerds Paradise Sam, through Sam, yep. which was great because of the quality control issues. Um, but I did note they were doing... Uh, bundle kind of set okay. that you could get all four for $20 each basically all so right. $80 for the lot nice. so which is probably where these should be they I think probably so. can't really charge you too much more yep. um, so yeah I noticed a lot of these sort of figures have been clearanced in the past just an interesting point of note on this stuff Funko does seem to just drop things very late in the piece. Mm. I know I also collect the Disney Saturday morning line, mm. and sometimes you just see that stuff pop up with any notice, um, maybe maybe a couple of weeks' notice. So it's just that interesting trend. For some things, we seem to see them, and admittedly, we saw the prototypes long ago, but then there's no news for such a long time, and they sort of just pop up. So, it wouldn't surprise so. me if like two months from now we see Wave 3 mm. prototypes just yeah. appear, and yet the figures don't land for another year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seems the way the toy industry goes sometimes. All right, on the Thundercats train, uh, Super 7 unveils prototype packaging for Thundercats Ultimates. It is a black box, sort of a slipcase, with a display window in front of the figures. Very cool. Uh, the black box obviously taking um, a lot of hearkening back to the vintage style uh, card backs that mm. the Thundercats used to come on. So I think that's a huge thumbs up. The red packaging uh, is a bit bland, I think, it, but it displays the figure nicely. It's mostly window, really, yes. isn't it? Like the, there's only a very small border yeah. of red packaging. And, and and I can only speculate this is how the turtles will come Correct. and, and yeah. uh, future Ultimates, um, this is the display style we're going to get. Obviously, different colour schemes and formats, but uh, that's the... Uh, box window large window packaging we're going to see on most of the lines I believe mm, they also had that the, the lightning sort of effect behind yeah, the I, figure I call which... it the Kirby crackle yeah right? that's fair. so it was yep. it basically looked to me like almost a, a Dalmatian white <laughs> it was white and it had the black kind of crackling dots uh, which to me was synonymous with the way Kirby drew those yep. power effects mm. um, but I thought it was a bit distracting the, the the kind of the harsh contrast of the white and the black. Yeah, um, I mean I it, like... it's it's accurate to the original figures if you go back and look at that old school yeah. packaging. But you sort of go, well, I would have taken some creative licensing with that. Yeah, I agree. Well, what doesn't need creative licensing is our friends at Hasbro and the mighty Unicron that we've mentioned a few times on this show uh, has been extended. This is their crowdfunding thing done for uh, the HasLabs. Uh, the campaign is now it's been extended by a month and is set to close on October 6th. 
Um, at the time of this recording, uh, the new date seems to have been honoured by sort of uh, local resellers here in Australia, such as EB Games, etc. So if you have missed out, you have got a little bit more time. Uh, when I last checked, they, the backers were still sitting around that 5,600 mark of the 8,000 needed. And look, the talk amongst the Transformers community, this is going to go ahead regardless. They, they put that much time and effort. There seems to be another video that comes out every other week to say, hey, here's how to transform. And did you know you can take the head off so you can mirror that, you know, where the Unicron's head becomes an orbiting moon and all sorts of stuff. His eyes are movable. There's always, they seem to be dropping these features and displays. You go, you're not going to put that much time and effort into something that's not being made. So they'll they probably will fluff the numbers to get to that magical eight thousand, and we can all start paying paying them uh, every single bit of money we own. Agreed. Yeah. It'll be worth it though. Yeah. And did you get one or two in the end, Trent? I've got two. <laughs> I mean, I've got two. It's all right. Leanne doesn't listen. That's no, fine. No, she does. She better not be. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm in a world of pain. Um, interestingly enough, during the week. We got another Unicron yeah, review. This is weird. This yeah, this got me. This is Zeta have put out an unpainted image of Core Star. So this is a slightly smaller, more cartoon accurate version of Unicron. Um, what what's the deal with it? I guess it was interesting the timing because it yeah. maybe they weren't gonna reveal or drop this up to the pre-sale, but now the pre-sale has been extended. It's sort of overlapping. And it's mm-hmm. an interesting one. The fact you said Hasbro or Haslab have 5,600-odd backers out of 8,000 required. Well, if they pull it at, say, six and a half or 7,000, then they go, no, nah, we're not going to make it. Where do you think a lot of those sales yeah. are going to go? They're going to go directly to Zeta. Um, and I think that forces their hand now. That has forced their hand mm they are going to go through with this regardless because yep. they don't want the money go leaking out party. and going to a third party. Well, given the timing, I, I immediately go, maybe I'm a bit conspiracy theory, but I can't help but think there's some sort of corporate espionage going on that one found out the other was going to do it and whether Hasbro got wind that Zeta were doing this and they went, nah, we're going to put, we're going to, they've got more resources obviously than a company like Zeta to pour into it and get it to market first, you know. Uh, maybe I'm being a bit too suspicious, but Hasbro have made it very clear recently that they're done with third parties making money off of Transformers products, basically. Yeah. Now, very, very fair point, and there might be a bit of truth to that. Um, just to go through some of the specs on Zeta's core star, he stands at 48 centimeters tall. He does include die-cast parts and LEDs. Fully transformable, and interestingly, what they say is no parts need to be detached or added on during transformation. So maybe a little bit of a, a dig at what you might have to do with Unicron. <laughs> See, I don't mind that because it's no. very G1 yeah. uh, sure. toy-esque. Like you had to take off the wings in order to flip them around. And, <laughs> sure. You know, yeah. but I, I can I can see that being a positive at the same time. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that's right. My my one, I think he looked. Fine, he looked good. In my opinion, probably not as good as the the Haslab one, but mm. there's pros and cons, right? Like we looked at the back of the the Hasbro Unicron legs, and you see all how the sphere kind of folds up, and there's all these plates there. He he needs help standing. He's yes. got a big yeah, backpack stand, thing. Yep. 
So there's some of the negatives which the Zeta one doesn't seem to have. You see, a couple of things on that. If if the Haslab one has an extendable an extension for the stand, and you can sort of have him flight mode and has have his legs sort of yeah. pinned out, so he's like sort of running in in um, mid air. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. But if it's that that stand is alone, just, just to stand just him. to yeah. hold him, yeah. it's going to be pretty average. Mm. And I think the other big thing is um, Haslab do it way better with the wings. We- so that, oh, those skeleton better. wings yes. uh, is a real feature on the Hasbro yes. version. On the Zeta one, they look too small. Yeah. They, they're just almost... Baby wings. Yeah. I also have issue with the, the planet mode, the jaws. That It just doesn't look no. right. And In look which it, version, sorry? The Zeta, the Zeta one. Right. Like, right. Agreed. Uh, I don't know if it is accurate to the animation. I guess I'd have to compare it. But my, my gut reaction of looking at it goes, it, something's missing or something's not right. Yeah. And the teeth looked very flat. Yes. They didn't look like they moved or something. Mm. It did, did look a bit odd. Um, when, I, when I saw the Hasbro version, I thought... You know, both planet mode and robot mode look amazing. Which one am I going to choose? Well, you when got I, two. So yeah, well, I don't. I've, I've made that decision easy. But with Zeta, I was like, nah, it's got to be robot mode yes, if I'm going to have it because that the the size in planet mode being a smaller figure, the detail just wasn't there in planet mode. Yeah. on the on the sort of surface of the of the planet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting, interesting. All right, we'll move on to some news from our friends over at Boss Fight Studio. And they have ramped up some of the images of their up-and-coming Mimila Flu figure. This is from their Bucky O'Hare line. Uh, She comes with three heads, three sets of hands, and two pistols. We've got some new card art that was shown, which is totally new. We've never seen this card art before. And the bio written by none other than the great Larry Hammer. Um, It is sort of a milestone for this line. So it's the first character that never got a toy in the vintage line or Mm. a prototype in the vintage line. So this is something totally new, totally based on uh, her character from the cartoon series. So an absolutely out of left field character. Obviously, we've known she's been coming for a while, but very cool to see her realized now with the final card art and the... Photo, the coloured images. Well, that's cool that they got there, right? Because for a line like this, when they're you know starting with figures that were all done, this is this is the dream, right? To get to that point of yep. of characters that were never done before. And as a, if you're a collector of this line, that that's what you want out of yep. it. Ultimately, yep. it, it is great. I'm very happy. I, I collect this line, and it's slow. You know, Boss Fight Studio mm, are are pretty much a family owned business. Very much that sort of family scale, that small scale. So you do only get a figure sort of if you're lucky every three to six months, and but that makes it affordable. Yeah, like just coming, sure, yeah sure. From my yeah, yep. point of view, I think that's affordable. She is so foxy, full full pun <laughs> intended. Yep. Like um, for those that know don't know, she is a fox. So uh, I think she looks fantastic. Uh, I love the uh, options, like the way that she's got a hat sitting and things like mm. with the ear out and everything. I just she just. One of those characters I know nothing about. Didn't I haven't watched the cartoon, so I didn't know the um, history behind her. She fits perfectly in the line. Like if someone yeah. said, "What's this character from?" It's like instantly, "Oh, that's got to be Bucky." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So massive thumbs up. Mm. And how much is she? They usually retail for thirty five right. US. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know what where that comes from. We've we've got in our notes seven hundred US yeah, yeah, written yeah. down there. But Is that no. meant to be for Zeta, I'm guessing? Oh, that could be that could be for the Zeta. I'm not yep. sure what that's doing there. But anyway, <laughs> um yeah, thirty five. The only exception I think is there's a dead eye duck variant that comes with a lunchbox. He's a colour variant, he's about forty three bucks. And 
the Berserker Baboon is a bigger fear. Uh, is a bigger one. Mm. I think he's in the the sixty five seventy dollars US sort of mark. Cool. Have they have they gone through the whole toy line yet? Not yet. No, no they've still so got some in their back. They've store. still got a fair few that they That's can good. get to. Cool. About it's halfway good. through the, the it's toy clever. line. Yeah, it's clever. No, they're they're pacing themselves well. They're they're a very clever company, Boss Fight Studio. So they they're playing very much to their strengths and and making yeah. sure they put out quality figures. They don't rush things. They mm. get them out, and when you get them, they are beautiful. Um, they're, they're a four inch scale figure yeah. so they're smaller than your, your class, Master of the Universe classics but the paint work on them is impeccable yes so, yes yeah. awesome the Deathletron designer figure so after over a month of the pre-order window being open the guys from Neymar Studios were very excited to see their Deathletron designer fig hit the 100% funded mark Ooh. after a few days prior to its final day on August 31st this figure has received the green light now to go into production and people like myself who back this uh, hopefully have this awesome skull-faced custom in hand by the end of the year. Congratulations to Neymar Studio and those involved. I personally cannot wait to add this guy into my collection. Upon the final day of the pre-orders date, Neymar personally contacted me and thanked me for placing an order with ah, them. That's oh, brilliant. Nice. Uh, that's and that was through Facebook. So yep. it wasn't just a generic email. Yeah. email. Yeah. It actually cool. took the time out. So they have some, and, and, and I quote them, they have some more uh, savage uh, items in the works next. So look out for updates closer to November on their upcoming projects. Ooh, so savage. savage to me, I think, uh, you know, sort of, not i think sort of uh remco yeah. um yeah. you know war, the warlord line uh yep. sort of thing or i think a uh, skull man you know because if they're <laughs> going to keep that skull looking mm. thing i i don't know my, my when he said savage yeah. like that's very uh directed well because yeah, this one so, is based on a on a prototype that was no, never it, made or it was an a, ultra rare figure the, or something? one of the rarest ko figures ever so Speclatron is right. uh, his name and he's um sort of same colors as this uh death latron but um like this this is designed Steroid. up you know stero- yeah, yeah. steroided up and well it makes me wonder yeah. if they're going to stick with that theme and look for another Maybe super rare figure that they but can do in a, the same style yeah, and scale but it's a it's a perhaps a without knowing what it is some sort of a savage you know beast type thing yeah 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 keen i'll be very uh close to uh keeping an eye on these guys i can't congratulate them enough they are very uh little little sort of you know company yeah good on them that's great news wonderful to hear all right moving on to some jurassic world now and this sort of came out of the blue maybe flew a bit under our radar but a one six scale set of figures from chronicle collectors and and brilliant that we got Alan Grant as well as a raptor. So this is Alan Grant from the first Jurassic Park film in very much his uh, sort of, what is he wearing, creamy coloured pants and and the the blue shirt and the hat. And the raptor, gee, it looks incredible. uh, It just looks like one of the animatronic puppets from Mm. the film. It it is exceptional. Um, So I was excited to see these. Um, It's all real cloth stuff and the raptor has an amazing skin texture and the paint apps just make it pop like, like I said, like one of the props. Um, almost looks like real skin. So um, haven't seen a lot from Chronicle Collectibles. No, so I've heard of them. Sort of, yeah, it's one of these things that you, you go, okay, so they've obviously got the license to do this. It's not a Hot Toys or a oh. something else, but it looked quality. It did. So, it certainly yeah. did, yeah. 
Good luck to them. Yeah. No timelines or price or anything any of that uh, sort of stuff? If it was mentioned, I don't have it down here. Yeah, but, uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So um, this odd little bit of news to, to round out our toy news for today. It seemed there was some new packaging for Marvel Legends. That's right. doesn't happen that often. I think since the Toy Biz era, they've had sort of two styles of packaging, and that was 10-some years ago. So... Uh, what they've appeared mainly in the UK, and they much closer to the traditional sort of bubble uh, on a on a card type packaging. But they are straight up. There's repackages of all your, your core heroes: your uh, Iron Man, Captain America, Spider Man, and a few others. Uh, people are sort of speculating that look, this is the future of Marvel Legends uh, and their packaging going forward. It was noted by some people who picked them up in the UK that they come in at a cheaper price point. I can't help but wonder if that's because they did not come with a builder figure. Yep. Also, that style of packaging is no doubt cheaper to produce than the sort of box window. It also kind of addresses if they were to come with builder figures later on, the issue of, you know, people unboxing them in the store and, and stealing parts and stuff. So haven't heard any more than that as far as whether they're showing up in the US, but you know, if there if there's an option to make toys at a cheaper price i think it's a good move yeah i think price is playing a huge role in this at the moment and it makes sense in this environment when you've got the height of the mcu right these characters are as popular as they've ever been to think about you've got the sculpts you can put out one of these figures pretty pretty quickly pretty easily they're recognizable by fans mm. so this idea of now trying to get them into maybe kids hands bring that price point down by five dollars or so and getting them out there again makes a lot of sense yeah and if you tie that in as we're saying the the slow death of the 3.75 inch figures as well yeah. what better way to get kids involved you know at, at 40 dollars australian as we've talked about many times for marvel legends most parents are going to go nope but if it's coming down close to that 25, 30 mark, then they might buy it. Because right now they've got that 80th line, sort yes, of the ultimate yes. 80th line with Thor and um, Spider-Man and Hulk versus Wolverine and yep. everything like that. So And that's that's pretty pricey. That's yeah, sort of 50 the, bucks, yeah. basically. So if this is the $25 mark... The other end. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's good for that very casual fan that just, yep. oh, that's, that's Spider-Man, I recognise him. And it's a good way to remanufacture for Hasbro mm. to bring out A-list characters but not necessarily include them in, um, you know, the next Marvel Legends wave that's mm. going to... And then people are like, I've already got seven Spider-Men. Why do I need that <laughs> exactly. another one that's super generic? You yeah, know? exactly. So, uh, good luck to them. Moving on to movie news. We've got Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker trailer. Nothing divides the internet like new Star Wars <laughs> trailers. From D23, a new trailer that serves as a highlight package of all Star Wars movies but with a wonderful tease of Ray right at the end. Mm. And a new Sith light... This was caught me. <laughs> yeah. A new Sith lightsaber Sith. that will no doubt rival the fanfare around Darth Maul's unique version. Yeah. So that was pretty it crazy. Looks so cool. Uh, okay, so we've got, we got to explain this. Because <laughs> I'm sure everyone here that's listening has seen it. But right at the end... We well, get, well, right at the end, it's like the end of a saga. So they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're making that it. big oh, statement. Yeah. Well, so, it is. Yeah. And, and that puts, in my opinion, more questions on already on top of already what you're thinking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, yes. it's just crazy. No, no, that's very true. Um, but right at the end, we get some wonderful glimpses throughout this, but you see a very dark-looking Ray holding almost two lightsabers, and then she kind of presses something... And one of them flips around and makes almost a Darth Maul style yeah. with a with a sort of circle 
uh, between them. Uh, like okay. the hilt, where the hilt is, it's yes. quite circular. Um, and then, of course, shortly after, all the memes started coming out with like a Swiss Army, Swiss Army knife, knife style yep. folding out as she clicked it. And they, yep. were, they were classic. But that was, that was the moment where you go, ooh, I'm, yep. I'm kind yep. of excited by this. And the poster was out as well with the Emperor kind mm-hmm. of floating in the background and uh, Kylo Ren and Rey fighting on that planet that looks like might be the Endor or the Endor moon where the Death Star 2 has crashed at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yep. That's sort of where the rumour is that maybe that's that's, that's where, where they, they end are. up. Right. And they're sort of fighting on this jagged edge of a structure that's popping out of that. But what did we think of this? I know a lot of this trailer focuses on, like Ben the whole said, saga. the whole yeah, saga, the whole and it shows recaps from all across. And then in the last bit, we get some new footage. What did we think? Uh, is there any controversy here, or did you enjoy it? Uh, I, honestly, I was almost at the point where the last two movies have not excited me, in the sense I'm more of a... Um, what was that other one? The uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. You're Rogue One so, yeah. was yeah. is my sort of m- more my sort of film, right? Mm. And uh, so the last two movies have not hit my fantasy levels at, at all. But this build up at the start, showing all the yep. the last um, eight movies, is it? Mm, and, yep. and things like really swan song of all that. Uh, and then seeing, you know, all this twist of uh, Ray at the end and stuff. It has me intrigued. It has me very intrigued. And I sort of have to now see it. Yeah. Like, yeah so, um, and I think that lightsaber is the perfect toy, yeah. role play toy oh, yeah. to, <laughs> to sell to kids uh, to run around with. So I think there's a bit of clever mer- uh, of marketing behind that, yeah. not just uh, here's a cool new lightsaber, but look. We can actually build that feature yeah, into it. We can, yeah, we can have people, kids run around yeah. and uh, be, you know, throwing those uh, role play toys around and mimicking uh, the, this new movie, which yeah. is a, a, gra- a segue into the, um, you know, merchandising of the franchise for in the toy aisle, so yeah, to speak. So. Absolutely. Yeah, look, I, I was pretty excited. At first, uh, you know, you see the title and you go, oh, Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. And then I was confused at the mm. fact that it was all this, hang on, this is old, old, old. Oh, oh, oh here's the new stuff. Hello. Yeah. And... Uh, I think it's it, they're under huge amounts of pressure, not only because of the controversy of the previous movie, but when you've you've coming off the back of Endgame, how they stuck the landing in a what is a, a a changing of the guard or an end of a saga, if you will, they're under huge amounts of pressure to pull off the same sort of thing. And this is well, arguably a saga that's gone on much longer longer since the seventies. So um, yeah, I it, it, look, it did get me excited, and and seeing Ray right at the end there, I was like, oh, that's that's just going to piss the fanboys off even more. I, yeah. I love watching this sort of stuff from a distance. So yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting. Nicely done. It's not on the run sheet, but I'm going to bring it up now in the Star Wars section, and that was I saw a new Mandalorian trailer as yes. well oh, as yes. an interview. I watched it at the wee hours of the morning. There was an interview with the major cast of the film. And they intersperse some clips from the new trailer. But I've watched that trailer now about 10 times. It's so good, isn't and it? And that, you get, we get extra scenes of, I think his name is IG-11. He's yes, not IG-88, yes, no. but he's essentially yeah. an assassin droid. Yeah. All practical. He's Wicked. done practically. Really? So I was, that's what I heard in the interview today. They're, and then, so they're trying, this was Taika Waititi that was on his cast. He voices IG-11. So he is the voice <laughs> of, and he was talking a bit about... Beep, 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 no, no, he, well, no, I'm just I'm joking, but yeah. <laughs> Um, But they said they're using as much as they can practical effects. They're using the same sort of 
camera shots or the way they would shoot things as they did back in the 70s. So, it, it, But it's got that gritty Western, yeah. the fall of the empire and who's trying to take control. It's got the guy from Breaking Bad in it. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen Breaking Bad, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. Fring, the guy that runs the, the Gus yes, Fring, who yes, runs yes, the yes, chicken yes, shop yes, and yeah, yeah. the drug pin as yep, well, yep, yeah. he's in it as one of the moths. He's yes. one of the moths that's trying to maintain power, so he's part of the remnants of the Empire. Uh, Polo Locker. Polo Locker? Yeah. Was that, or something? Polo... Yeah, anyway, the chicken, the chicken's the chicken place. place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pedro Pascal was yeah, there, yeah, who yeah, plays yeah. the Mandalorian, and he was talking about it. Yeah. Tyker obviously doing IG-11, and he direct. I think he directs the final episode. But there is a scene, I just have to call out this scene. You get the scene where IG-11 is, you know, spinning around and shooting and shooting backwards, and that's wonderful. But there's a scene where... Um, you also get a scene of someone who's been frozen in carbonite. Yes, yes. Really cool. He's like an there, alien. There's, yeah. there's a, a whole elevator. Of, there's sort of a whole, oh, was there a whole row of them. Row of them. Yeah, if you yeah, look behind right. him, there's That's a whole so row cool. of them. So they're yep. all obviously like a bounty yep. uh, captured them all and they're That's sort of yeah, it's but, like a conveyor belt of them. Yeah. It's crazy. But my favorite scene is basically they're in a cantina or a, a bar of some kind and there's a, sh- a shootout. And. The Mandalorian has a guy who's obviously gone outside of the building. He's hooked him with a line, like a scorpion-style throwing line. (laughs) He's pulling him in, and as he gets him over the door, he shoots the door control panel, and you just see this door close in and just crunch him in half. It is just the ultimate (laughs) badass move. And it just... Because what they were talking about when I watched the, the interview with the actors was this is something like we've never seen before in Star Wars. It's done. It's a gritty take. It's a lawless world. It's a spaghetti western view. So just that got me so excited that it's it's that deep grounded world. And it's eight episodes, a reported budget of a hundred (sighs) million. So it is and that that whole practical effects thing. So knowing IG-88 is essentially for a lot of the scenes going to be a puppet. Wow. um, Just super cool. And, yeah. If I had a choice between, right, you can sit down and watch the oh. first episode of uh, this Mandalorian or go and see New Advanced Star- Screen. Ooh. Ooh. I'd, I'd Ooh, say Mandalorian, hands down. Yeah. Not not even wow. thinking about it. Definitely easy. I would too. I'd, I'd have to. I, the only thing that's got me on the, the la- last is that it's the last film the last of the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And I want to kind of... I mean, that's been going... I, I've known Star Wars my entire life. Yeah. So there's a, there's a curiosity that I want to know how that ends. But pound for pound... What I know I'm going to enjoy more True. is is in this day and age, the way they could tell stories on TV, you know, eight episodes, eight hours long. That's like, even if these movies are coming in at close to three hours, that's almost like two and a half movies mm. all in the space of a couple of months. So that that is, is, you can just tell such a great story that way these days. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So. I'll be signing up to the Disney streaming <laughs> oh, service just oh, to get mate. that. Oh, absolutely. Easy, yeah. easy. Absolutely. Well, speaking of uh, stories, this is a bit of a sad story. We've touched on it previously, but there's been more drama surrounding our good friend Spider-Man and his saga with or without the MCU. There was articles that come out today that basically said uh, Sony have gone, nope, or said that the door is now closed. And I think there was hope from a bunch of people that this would be resolved and the corporations would get their act together because really it's the fans who suffer from all this. Uh, but Sony have basically gone, nope, it's the, I think the official quote was, the door is closed for the time being. And so people have gone, right, well, that just makes the whole ending of Far From Home kind of ridiculous because it ends on a cliffhanger that's never going to get resolved and Spider-Man doesn't get to play with his Avengers friends anymore. So I guess on the plus side, people are saying, well, that means you can finally do a Venom-Spider-Man uh, crossover. 
um, as part of a, their unfortunately successful Venom movie. Um, but yeah, kind it, of bit of a bummer, really. It's a bit, There'd yeah. have to be some pretty clever writing, I think, to in order to tell the first twenty minutes of the film if they're going to start from scratch with Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, without without referring to the uh, to Iron Man, without that- referring to the blip. Uh, yeah. Without referring to any, any of, of that uh, that has gone forth that we know of now. Well, all the tech in his suit yes. is all is all Stark tech, right? Yeah. Like, and what what they did with this version, with the Tom Holland version, really well is you haven't heard the Uncle Ben story at all because that's been replaced by Tony Stark. Yes, and yeah. now all of a sudden, because the companies have gone their separate ways, you can't touch that storyline at all, and it's just you know the meme that come out of it, which is breaking the panel boys sort of touched on as well. Uh, is people like, oh, are you kidding me? Uncle Ben's going to die again. Yeah. This is what we're going to get out of this reboot. Like, it's, uh, yeah, all very sad. Uh, anyway, on some more exciting Marvel news, we got a, a little bit of a, more info about the upcoming Marvel What If series, which is going to be on the Disney Plus service. This is their animated show where they're basically doing, because it's animated, they can go, oh, what if, and I think one of the ones I saw the other day was, what if Captain America put on the Iron Man suit? What does that look like? Uh, Marvel Zombies has been all but confirmed as well. Uh, what was interesting to note is that we've got a confirmation that there will be 23 episodes in this first season. Now that one number might sound familiar because there, to this point there's been 23 movies well, in the MCU. D23, isn't it? Well, oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. But um, I I took it as there's you know it seems coincidental that there's that many episodes and they basically said every movie will be from the MCU we'll get a what-if episode. So you say, what if this major twist happened in Iron Man 1? What if this happened in Iron Man 2, 3, and, and all the other That's movies? That's cool. It's a nice idea. So, yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and I'm not sure if we shouted this one out previously, but they have announced some more uh, shows, Marvel shows. These won't be coming till probably about 2022, the way their calendar is looking at the moment. But we are getting Disney Plus shows for Miss Marvel, which is, or Ms. Marvel, sorry, which is the Kamala Khan version of the character. She-Hulk and Moon Knight. And I know our good friend Sam Cripps was very, very happy at the mm. Moon Knight announcement. Yep. There's been all sorts of speculation about who's going to play it. But you know what? That's years away at this point. So just good to know it's happening. Yeah, very cool. All right, some more trailer news. And the Joker trailer, final trailer has dropped. It's still sparse with details, but we see a little bit more of the Robert De Niro character who is playing television host Murray Franklin. And Murray, I don't know if it's a good idea to be making fun of comedian Arthur Fleck because <laughs> I don't think that's going to end too no. well for you. Um, the movie isn't out for another month, but the internet is already abuzz with some very positive reviews and comments, which is wonderful. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. Its IMDb review sits at 9.7 out of 10, and many are already ushering in Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix as Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> coming in as a contender for winning the Best Actor nomination yeah, and huge. award. That is just absolutely crazy in my mind because I, I didn't... I wasn't super pumped for this movie. Yeah, and then and then to start seeing these sort of reviews and these sort of scores, I'm like, wow, this has got my attention yeah. now. So pretty excited but also I don't want to put it up on a pedestal I don't want to go in with huge expectations yeah, go in expecting then... a 10 and come yeah. out as an 8 yeah. Yeah. yeah well it just seems like a very ground. I mean from the trailer very grounded they're saying that even the critics are saying that even without this being a DC film it still would work as a really good character study yeah. on what happens in a, a basically 
when someone is has a bad day has a bad day yeah exactly and this one got uh, we talked a little bit uh, uh, back in a few episodes ago about once upon a time in hollywood Mm. and the fact that it at Cairns it received a seven minute standing ovation (laughs) we'll move over quentin tarantino (laughs) this one got an eight minute standing ovation And I tell you what, there is a job out there for someone who has to time standing ovations. <laughs> There's a guy there who, with a stopwatch. Yeah, it's like, well, okay, started off like that. What a what a demoralizing job for most of the. Ah, oh, they didn't even stand. Can I count that? No, nah, nah. it's just an ovation. I, you need them to stand. And when, when does the ovation stop? Is if there's two or more guys still clapping? You're exactly. like, oh, it's still going. It's still going. They're, and then. Can you get it back going again? Like, does it count? I don't know. All the questions that we'll have to ask that guy. Um, but yeah, no, very exciting. I'm, I'm like, probably to your point, Ben, I'm now really excited yeah. Yeah. by oh, this. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on to the Titans Season 2. So the trailer landed a week ago, and this recording, uh, as of this recording, the series has been made available for the DC Universe app, contains a heap of new characters, including Aqualad, Shimmer, Superboy, and even Crypto, which is quite interesting. Mm. Some uncertainty enemies. However, it's quite beyond doubt that Deathstroke will play a major part against the Titans in this season. And so he should, because yeah. he was the big he has um, to be. you know, been, protagonist yeah. in the uh, comic books and things. And Joe Manginello? Yes. Yeah, yep. nice. Yep. That's oh, so it is him, is it? I don't know. I was just oh, no, I think it, speculating. I think it is. That, uh, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. He deserves it, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, looking forward to watching that. Yeah, the, it was a great surprise to see Crypto crypto in there and it's really obvious that it's him and mm. you know and then there's connor there just going oh you're crypto hey was, oh mm. yeah i'm pretty excited for it should be good mm. so a little bit of comics news uh from our friends at idw this is ninja turtle stuff look the issue 100 is around the corner we'll probably see it we'll, we'll see it before the end of the year uh but they've introduced for those who aren't aware they've introduced a significant new change to the tmnt law they have introduced a fifth turtle and yes she is a female. Now, I know what you're thinking. This didn't go so well last time. Yeah. But they have done it in typical IDW style. They have planned this a long time. The character uh, that has been sort of built up uh, to a point where, you know, from what I've seen, the feed, the fan feedback has been pretty positive to this point. Her name is Janika uh, or Jenica, I think. Depending uh, on Jenny. How- I Jenny. think she also goes yeah, by Jenny. Jenny by yeah. nickname. She has a yellow bandana. Uh, she wears uh, sort of pants most of the time, whereas a lot of the, the turtles obviously don't. And her signature weapon is uh, Wolverine-style claws, like bl- wrist-mounted blades with four four blades on them, and the bow and arrow, and the bow and yeah, arrow. Nice. So yeah, That's I think cool. it's I think it's a nice a nice addition, and going to be interesting to see. Sorry to disappoint you, Davey, and your fan fiction. She does not have boobs. Uh, if you were to, you know, look at her from the chest up, you couldn't tell that it's a it's a female. If anyone is gonna do this right, IDW is it's in safe hands to give yep. the fifth turtle a, a treatment, right? Yep. Um yeah, I mean Venus de Milo from Next New Mutation, that that's a tough one because we all know <laughs> the the issues that came with that live action show. It had a very low budget. It wasn't ever gonna be a big thing, right? Yep. But this is gonna get the correct treatment. So yep. So, yeah, so no spoilers about how that all comes to be because it's it's worth reading and it's not until, you know, it literally happens before your eyes. We're like, oh, my God, they're doing it. And, you know, IDW are great, great storytellers. So go out and have a read of that for sure. Cool. 
Uh, one more quick little piece of news in the TV front. Uh, the Toys That Made Us finally, finally announced their Season 3. Season 3, which features, uh, I think it's My Little Pony, Ninja Turtles, Power, Power Rangers, Rangers and Wrestling figures. Yep. Yes. Is that yep. right? Yep. Yes. Finally coming to Netflix on November 15. There was a quick little video that... Uh, Brian Volk Weiss, is that how you say that? Yeah, uh, did with the uh, Zach, the Black Power Ranger, who got got on board to help him announce that. Finally coming. Um, yes, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, no, very <laughs> happy that we're finally getting season three. Final piece of news: Watchmen, the TV show that's going to be on HBO, has got a release date as well. And I'll tell you what, this end of the year is all coming up, Millhouse, because yeah. it is a, a bonanza of TV shows. Um, so it is Sunday, October twenty. Gee, that's soon. So it is. It's yeah. all coming up, and uh, what, a, what a great end of the year it's going to be. Absolutely. And here we fantastic. were worried that we didn't have Game of Thrones to watch anymore. Oh, like. Worry no more. <laughs> worry no yeah. more. I think Watchmen is going to be sensational. Oh, I can't wait. Tip, I so. cannot wait. Yeah. I'm super pumped for that. So yeah. All right. Something to get super pumped for now is Ooh. another instalment of the Toy Power Quiz. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Time to start thinking because the quiz master's back. All right, now we're down one man tonight, mm. so I'm just going to fire these at Ben and Frank intermittently. Uh, don't know how it's going to pan out with yep. the questions you get, but just go your hardest. It's a mixed bag. It's toys, movies, all sorts cool. of things. Some multiple choice, some true, true and false, and some you just got to give me your answer. All right, let's kick it off. First question for Ben. It's a true and false Action figure is more than a marketing term. It's also been used as a legal distinction. In 2003, manufacturer Toybiz, which made Marvel, TNA, Wrestling, and Lord of the Rings action figures, argued before the U.S. Court of International Trade that its products were toys, not dolls. <laughs> True or false? I, I think the the amount of detail you've gone to to uh, research this oh, question could be a red herring. It's got to be true. I like making stuff up. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm going to go with true. It is true. And why was it the case? And that's because... some tax break. It is. It's all tax related. You have to pay a higher tariff on importing dolls produced in other countries. Toys are subject to half the rate. (laughs) Hence, terming it a toy based on a fantastical creature was more beneficial from a tax perspective. Wow. There you go. go. (laughs) Okay, question two for you, Frank. Yo. What is the Transformers Universal greeting? Ba weep na na weep ninny bong. Well done, Ed. Spot on. Well, uh, absolutely perfect. Since we uh, since we last recorded, as the boys <laughs> shouted out, I have uh, a new member of my family, little Jack. And what do you reckon? One of the first five movies I've sat down with him to watch is Transformers: The Animated Movie, oh, and that was there. <laughs> that's parenting done right. <laughs> Love it. All right. Question three, Ben. For me, complete this quote. From Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. But as my plastic surgeon always said. Oh. Uh, right. As in my plastic. Where's oh, Darren when you need well, him? As my plastic surgeon always said. Um, I, I can I can see the the scene. He's got the <laughs> yeah. he's got the mirror in yep. his hand. Is that the scene? Uh, no, he's in Jack Grissom's office. Okay. Oh, uh, that's before he turns. Yeah. Um, you, you always got to smile or something like that? Yep, you, you're on the right track. Yeah. Just smile or something? If you got to go, go, go with, with a smile. smile. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yep. Yep. 
cool. I was getting confused with like some of the Heath Ledger lines. I was let's put a smile on that yeah. face. No, no, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question four for you, Frank. It's Yo. true and true or false. The hula hoop became one of the first toy crazes in the United States in the 1950s, but they weren't popular everywhere. British doctors noted that an uptake in back and neck problems related to the hula hoop use, <laughs> while in Indonesia they were banned from promoting, for promoting licentious behaviour and lustful feelings. For their part, the Soviet Union used the hula hoop to symbolise the emptiness of American culture. <laughs> oh. uh, that is true. And I remember researching this when we did a, uh, I think I did a quiz that was old-timey toys and that one came up as well. It so, is. yes. Yeah, well done. Look, that research pays <laughs> off. It is true. That's, but that is absolutely fantastic trivia there. <laughs> the holiness of America. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question five for you, Ben. In what year did Lego first release official Star Wars-themed sets? Oh, it's in the 90s. It is in yeah. the 90s. Uh, I'm going to say 97. Was Fan- Phantom Menace was the first one they did? So Phantom Menace was Phantom Menace was later than 97, I thought. Correct. And they're celebrating an anniversary Oh, 20 year. years. So 20, 99. It is 1999, yeah. yes. And you're right. Phantom Menace were the first sets they put out. Yeah. So they tied and they, in they, with they, the movie. They uh, came out of bankruptcy. Pretty much. Yeah. That. yeah. Yep. Saved Through Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful that we still got Lego. Absolutely brilliant. All right. Frank, over to mm. you for question six. In 1990s Dick Tracy film starring Warren Beatty and Madonna, uh. which crook rats out mob boss our big boy Caprice, played by Al Pacino? Uh, I can picture what he looks like, but what his name is. Do you know who he's played by? Do you know the actor that plays him? He's a very famous actor. No, 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 I haven't got it. Ben? No, no, sorry. It is Mumbles, played by Dustin Hoffman. And what he does Ah. is he goes, Bibi did it. And he says it really quickly and then the police slow it down. Uh, And hidden in the Mumbles is is Big Boy did it. So that's sort of the the little joke that they work Uh, into that film. Nice, yeah, I need to watch that again. All right, question seven for you, Ben, is another Dick Tracy question. In the 1990s Dick Tracy Playmates line... There were a total of 14 figures released in the four-inch scale. How many of these were labelled as good guys? Only one, uh, two, because Madonna. Oh, interesting. Ooh, oh, no. She okay. wasn't labelled yeah. as a okay. good she guy. Okay, was, she, was um, she was the... Blank. Blank, could yes. Go, could yes. go either way. So, yeah. so okay, you got Dick. There were two, because Dick Tracy had two variants. Oh, okay. Yes or no? No. No, no. Oh, okay. But- uh uh, I'm going I'm to stick with two yeah. and uh, just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was two. There was Dick Tracy and Sam Ketchum, right. who was his, uh, his sort of friend in the film. Yeah. So well done, you got it. All Were right. there any cha- uh, variants? No, he didn't okay. get a variant right. in, uh, in the line. It was just one wave of 14 figures. So. Right. But the Sam Ketchum, I mean, when you look at them, he, he does look like an orange version of Dick Tracy, essentially. So they, cool. they do look pretty similar. Nice. There you go. <laughs> All right. Question eight for you, Frank. In Yo. 2011, DC Comics released Flashpoint, written by Jeff Johns and illustrated by Andy Kubert. DC Collectibles put out one wave of figures, including Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg. Mm-hmm. Which character was released in the same year 
at as the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. And the hint I'm going to give you is he is a member of the rogues gallery, so a bad guy. From the Flashpoint storyline. Yep. Um, if you're doing a con exclusive and you're talking DC, I'm kind of leaning towards the Joker, but I don't remember him from the Flashpoint storyline. I don't think he's in there, to be honest. No. Um, uh, well, Flashpoint, obviously based around the Flash, I'm going to go with Reverse Flash. You've got it. Yeah. It is Reverse Flash. He is the main bad guy in that story. And funnily enough, as a bit of trivia, I did pick him up from the oh, nice. con that year I was at San Diego oh, nice. that you year were there. Nice. and it was classic because um, I went to go buy him and they're like I oh, know you need to get like a raffle to win it yeah. so I lined up at the raffle booth and there was no one in the line and there was a girl holding like a, a hat <laughs> and I reached my ha- hand in and pulled out like you're not a winner yeah. and she's like I'll just have another go and so I just put my hand in and <laughs> we pulled gotta, it out we got to like, clear these yeah, things yeah, he's won it's like well this is a farce, right? There's just no one just interested. Just give me the damn thing. Yeah, just like, sell me the sell me the thing. So yeah, it's classic. And just a, another point of note: there was a four pack released because there was only one wave of Flashpoint mm. figures, but there was a special four pack which had Aquaman in place of Cyborg. So you got the other characters, oh, but, okay. but an Aquaman as well. Nice. All right, Ben. Over to you. How many ways can six of the standard eight studded Lego bricks? be combined and this is multiple choice how many permutations are there so is it a 16 million permutations <laughs> b 224 million permutations c 493 million permutations or d almost a billion permutations with 915 million so we're just talking six standard eight studded lego bricks so you've got six <laughs> bricks on their own yep. and how many different ways can, can you, you put them together? Can, well, I'm going to go D, I reckon. It is D. Yeah, yeah. It's almost a billion yeah. different combinations. Wow. Incredible the amount of permutations that you can get. So just <laughs> imagine with uh, you know 20,000 bricks or what was it? The uh, Star Destroyer that oh, comes with yeah, yeah. 4,700. Yep. Uh, absolutely mind-boggling. <laughs> crazy, All crazy. Right. Question 10 for you, Frank. Yeah. The phrase, this is a true and false the phrase will be back after these messages was actually a mandated part of cartoons during the 1970s to help impressionable youngsters differentiate between toy commercials and the cartoons they were watching. And sorry, a correction for that question it was during the 1980s. I was going to say 70s. Um, so you're saying it w- was or wasn't? True or false. That's true or false. So basically okay. the, 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 they said... We'll be back after, after these, these messages. messages. That was a requirement that they had to put in there so that kids would know, hey, now I'm, I'm not watching the show anymore. I'm actually watching. I remember it from lots of lots of cartoons, Transformers being the one that jumped straight to mind. But to say that it was every cartoon from the 80s, I'm not sure that I, not sure that I agree with that. Um, but then why would you do it if you weren't didn't have to? So yeah, yes, it was. It is true. I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, it was it was mandated at that time to differentiate. Mm. So I'm not sure how far it went and when it was what the, relaxed yeah, or yeah. what it was done. But but yeah, they, they certainly true. wanted you to know it was true and they certainly wanted you to know the show's finished and now you're watching now an you're ad. Now you're watching an yeah. ad. <laughs> so, absolutely interesting stuff there. there. All right. Question 11 for you, Ben. It's a multiple choice question. What is inside a Stretch Armstrong figure? Disgusting is it, stuff. <laughs> is it A, gelatine, B, rubber, C, 
fine beach sand D corn syrup oh uh, I'm gonna go C or D so was it corn syrup or, or sand. Um, sand I've because I've seen one open before right. so and it's it's very so corn syrup is not syrup it's a powder isn't it or it's, uh, it's a, I'm going to, I'm going with the powder, so I'm going to go C. Okay. Lock in C. The the, the, sand. the the sand. Apparently, it is corn syrup. Okay. Mm. So I don't know whether it whether it crystallizes. Yeah, it over must time. crystallizes because yeah. that's the what you saw. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's essentially sugar. Well, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question eleven for you, Frank. It's a multiple choice question. Storm Collectibles is a Hong Kong based toy manufacturer that specializes in highly detailed and articulated figures. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are based on video game franchises. True. Which of the following is not a licensed Storm Collectibles currently produces? Okay, so which ones don't they do? A, Gears of War. B, Injustice Gods Among Us. C, King of Githers. Oh, sorry. That's King of Githers? <laughs> King of really, Are they just really good at like doing gith memes? Is that what they are? King I've, of I've, Oh, wow. I've, I've, I, I, to, to, I need to go make a meme right now. I forgot to type the F. And it's, it's meant to be King of Fighters, but I've got King of Githers. Uh, I think I know what the title of this episode is going to be. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Can't believe I said that out loud. All right. D, Mortal Kombat, E, Street Fighter Five, or F, Final Fantasy. Um, it's either Gears or Final Fantasy. I'm pretty sure they do all the, the fighting ones. Certainly Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, uh, which is a King of Giffers. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, was that the only so there was what were the ones and in injustice. the middle injustice, injustice. they do do Mortal injustice Kombat, as Street well Fighter. gears um, of war I get the feeling I've seen some gears figures I'm just not sure if they belong to storm collectibles uh, I'm gonna go with gears of war it was final fantasy oh, they're done by 50-50 I, th- I kind of figured because you know Street Fighters and that are very sort of anime styled yes. uh, Final Fantasy seemed like a natural progression. But anyway. You could have put Golden Axe in there as well. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah, true. All right, Ben, for you, question 12. Name the character, the minifigure character that was released as an exclusive with the Mattel Mega Constructs Battle Bones. Uh, Moss Man. It was. Moss Man. Very nice. Well done. They did flocked at that scale. Yeah. Oh, wow. Quite quite amazing. Okay, question 13. Back at you, Frank. Mm. If you're collecting loyal subjects, Masters of the Universe, which of the following would be the hardest to find? A, Ram Man. B, Battle Armor He-Man. C, Orko. D, King Randor. Or E, Sorceress. Oh. How, how carefully did you study the package? I was actually, when I was tidying up for in preparation for tonight, I was looking at that just the, the other I, day. I, I, yeah. uh, Phone a friend if you need. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a feeling it's Orko just because I've heard that being sort of bandied around, Ben shaking his no. head. So <laughs> he, He's rarer than most, but there are a few rarer than him. <sighs> looking at just based purely on the character and what they how they sort of fit into the lore... I probably even want to say King Randor. It is. Yep, yeah. King Randor it is. So he probably yeah, is the most obscure of those. Mm. So good, nice. good use well done. of logic. Well done. All right, question 14 for Ben. In which of the following line or lines did Bebop and Rocksteady never get action figures Ooh. in? Yep. 
Okay, so A, Vintage 1988, B, Next Mutations, C, the 2003 Four Kids, D, Fast Forward, E, Nickelodeon 2012, or F, Sorry, F, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles classics by Playmates, and G, Rise of the TMNT. So, which so are, there's there's more than one. Yep. There's yeah, a so few. just okay, just go A, B, C, D, E, and, you and, call and, them out. and I'll, I'll say yes so or no. Did did Bebop and Rocksteady get figures in the vintage line? Yes. Next mutations. No. Two thousand and three. Uh, n- no. Correct. D, fast forward. No. Correct. Nickelodeon, two thousand and twelve. Yes. Correct. Uh, classics by Playmates. Yes. Correct. Rise of the TMNT. Uh, 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 no. Correct. You yeah, got them nice. spot on. All of them. Well done. All right, Frank, over to you. Question 15. In the Masters of the Universe mini comic, The Secret Liquid of Life, what consumes Gildor at the end? Is it A, a man sized Venus flytrap? B, a giant scarab beetle? C, the mountainside, D, a tree, or E, a sarlacc-like pick pit of cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh, Gildor again? Refresh my memory. He's like a he's Mr. Like a T Mr. looking T. character. He's got red armor, white beard. And he's... a mohawk. Yeah. Oh, yes, I know the one. Um, oh, that's super obscure. And, <laughs> and Darren is probably yelling out the answer right now. Um... I want to say the Scarab Beetle. That sounds like something that Masters would do. It, it, in fact, it is, because I got that from a different mini-comic. Oh. Uh, the um, Temple of Darkness has a Scarab Beetle in it. Oh. So it's, it's not what consumed Gildor. Okay. Ben, do you have any no, ideas? No, man, I'm I'm pretty blank on... I've read the mini-comics, mm. but I'm not for it. You stole it from another yeah, comic. Okay. Time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how you get plausible-sounding yeah, answers. Yeah, they're nice, nice. Yeah. Um, it is actually a tree. So at the end of it, I think the liquid, the, it's basically the liquid of eternal life and it right. drops on the ground and shatters. And that causes this huge tree to grow and he kind of gets sucked up into, as the, a, middle. Yeah, into the middle of so the tree. So you're saying Groot existed in yeah. Masters before the MCU? 1985. Wow. <laughs> All right. Question 16 for you, Ben. In the original TMNT Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic, a can of mutagen falls off the back of a truck and down into the sewer um, in the incident that knocks the boys' turtles yes, into yes. the sewer, yep. right? Yep. However, on the little comic on the back of the toy cards, it tells a different story, yes, yes. right? In this, it's no accident, and we see a character deliberately pour mm. ooze onto Splinter, accidentally dousing the turtles in the process. Which character is shown on the back of the toy box pouring the ooze <laughs> down the sewer? Such a good question. Uh, so it's pouring it on Splinter. Yeah. Is it um, Arakasaki? Or no? Yeah. It, uh, it is no. I don't know. It like, is. Well, it te- is technically. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's, <laughs> it's Shredder. It's Shredder. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It's, it just shows Shredder yes. tipping. Yeah. 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 Tipping <laughs> ooze down the. But did he know he was tipping it on the turtles, or he just no. he, he was, he was just trying tipping to get it. revenge on Splinter. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. It was okay. There's so many things wrong with that in terms of how did he know that he <laughs> was living in the sewers at that point in time? Why did he think that this ooze, he doesn't even know what it is, is the best way to kill him? Like, and he's Go doing, down there and step on him or yeah. get some rat sack. <laughs> you know, send some foot soldiers after him or something. Like, But yes, yeah, I do. And I think even the card art, 
the, the actual artwork looks similar to the toy pose because he's got sort of one arm out and then the other one sort of pouring it down. Yeah, I remember that. Good, good. good question. Cool, cool. All right, over to you, Frank, for question 17. Mm. It's multiple choice. In 1996, Kenner released the 100th ever Batman figure, a special commemorative figure in packaging done in the style of total justice. The 200th edition of Batman was based on which of the following appearances of Batman? A, Batman based on his 1970s comic book attire. B, Nightfall Batman. C, The Dark Knight Returns Batman. D, the original appearance in Detective Comics number 27. Or E, Batman Beyond. I want to say the original because it's the purple gloves one. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, I think it's that one. It is, in fact, Batman Beyond. Oh, so really? Came out, the 200th figure came out around the time that Batman Beyond was screening. So ah, they did They did Batman okay. Beyond. Yeah. And he's... Um, I think you press a button and he spins or does something. <laughs> Lights so, up or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of action feature. A bit fancy. Yeah, yeah. there cool. you go. All right. Question 18 for you, Ben. Boss Fight Studio is a small American toy manufacturer manufacturer that produces figures including Bucky O'Hare. Name another license this company produces, noting it can be one that they already manufacture or one that they have announced. Damn it, I don't know. Um, (laughs) No... Give me some hints. Is it a video game or is it uh, movies? There is one that that is a video game done by LucasArts. So it was done back in the 90s. Right. Um, a LucasArts video game, very much in the style of Day of the Tentacle, if you remember that video game. Uh, That's okay. one. Yep. And the other one is a, a line, their own custom line. Right. It's not those hacks. They're not, it is hacks. Yep. Oh, hey, the Trivium cool. hacks. Nice. Yes, that one. Yes. Yes. Got the so they're, one. they're basically three and three quarter inch yes, fantasy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. they're very cool. Um, any ideas on the modular other modular and everything they can pull Pretty them apart and and yeah cool they've got horses and, yeah. and everything they do a thing called blanks as well yes which are blanks yes. that you can paint up yeah, and yeah. customise yeah. Sam and Max is it is Sam and Max yeah, yeah, yeah correct nice. so. I would have never guessed that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's one that's up and coming so nice. that hasn't been nice. released yet cool alright we've got two more questions each alright for you Frank mm. what line of toys did you need to buy in order to get the very sought after pit builder figure. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> McFarlane. I was, I was almost going to bring him tonight, actually. Yeah, no, not McFarlane. They were done by Toy Biz, I yep. believe. But it was a very obscure line. By Toy Biz. Nah, I can't. Can't picture. I picture picture the pit figure. I've yep. seen Ben's and it's amazing. Legendary but... comic book heroes. It is. Le- yep. Wow. The legendary okay. comic book heroes line. Oh, so. I can picture the yeah the line now. I, just, I didn't Judge know. Judge Dredd that, in it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't and know. Judge Death pit. in Judge the Death. series two had uh, Marv oh. from Sin City. Uh, yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, some of the characters from yeah yeah all over the crazy. It was crazy, crazy, mm. crazy. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? The mm. Death guy. Uh, not death. Um, death. Anyway, death's head. No, no. Uh, he, he's got the she. She's witchblade oh. and death. No, it's no. not death. It's <laughs> lady not, death. No, it's no, not okay. lady death. It's a guy. It's a guy. He's got long hair. Oh, I know the one. Yes, witchblade and uh, something. Soul Reaver. No, no. no. He had right. a he had a PlayStation game. 
Was it called King of the of the Giffers? <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to be on their team. But... <laughs> right. I think Darkness, the Darkness. Oh, the darkness. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, the darkness. Yeah, no, yes. Good. Yeah. Well done. All right, the last question for you, Ben. Before it's multiple choice as well. Before Play-Doh was manufactured and marketed as a kid's toy, what practical use was it predominantly manufactured for? Cake. No, I'll give you. I'll give you some choices, but yeah. you can you can pick A if you think cake. <laughs> um, number letter number A. Geez, I'm falling to pieces. Number gift. Uh, yeah. A is it for eating? B a sculptural implement for aspiring art students. C sticking posters to the wall. D a stabilizing device to be used under cups and plates on ocean liners. Or E a way of cleaning dirt and grime off wallpaper. <laughs> Oh gosh, I'm going to say B because I don't think it's blue tack, and I don't think they're going to use it for ships. I don't I think they got they're a bit smarter than that. Uh, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. This is way back when. Just yeah. Is, yeah. Well, you were very close. You went for the the most logical, but it, it is in fact a, an aid for cleaning dirt and grease off oh, wallpaper. Wow. Really? There you go. So there you go. Apparently, oh. I mean, what is it? Just sort of flour and yeah. salt yeah. and water yeah, and stuff, basically. So there you go. Add cool. a bit of colour and, and make it smell good. When, when wallpaper got... was all yeah, the wallpaper exactly. was the rage, right. absolutely. So, <laughs> that's it. That's done. That's cool. the quiz. That you guys was huge. rocked it. Yeah, 20 did, questions. Did, did pretty well, well but, yeah. Uh, nah, rocking at home. Do we have any uh, special shout outs before we end this episode? It's. Uh, Oh, not that I can think of. I've just finished listening to our friends at the uh, Giant Size Team Up Network and Breaking the Panel in particular. I've just, I think I've just finished going through all their Dragon Con stories. There was a few, there was some cosplayers there in particular that, that Phil and, and Chris were sending through some, some lovely pics to our group. And I think I tagged the boys in the, uh, they did the uh, Turtles coming out of their shell tour. There were yes, guys in yes, the full costume, yeah. musical instruments and everything. You want like a tour bus going through the city. So um, that was that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, no, I don't think we... I can't think of anybody else to shout out. Right, no. that's, that's all good. Oh, yeah, shout out to Darren. Just, you know, we missed you, buddy. But um, I'm sure you'll be back. Yeah, Darren will be back for our next recording episode. So that'd be... Uh, well, the one after our, our next one, next next physical recording. Yeah, but yeah, yeah so um, no, it'd be great to have Darren back and, and uh, have the full team together. But wonderful, Frank, to have you back in the yeah. seat. And how are you feeling? You uh, fresh yeah. and energized? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. brought to you today by Red Bull. Yep. So uh, other than that, it's uh, it's all going well and changing uh, quite a few nappies more than I would care to. Well, it's... you're going to change a lot more than you care to when you change them straight after the first poo and you get a secondary poo. I've literally I've literally changed him, sat him up and gone, there, you're right. And he's looked me dead in the eye and then just shat through his clothes. And I'm like, oh, you little bugger. He hasn't worked out how to smile yet, but if he did, that would have been the moment. Yep. Give you a wink. <laughs> nah, all going really well. So, uh, loving it. Very cool, very cool. All right. Well, on that note, we'll say a huge thank you to all our patrons for your ongoing support and we are going to invest in some new mic stands for for the tables mm. because unfortunately our clamp ones don't quite fit on on ben's table they're yeah. just that tight they're like a <laughs> yeah. millimeter, millimeter. Too, yeah. too small to get the yeah. clamp working so <laughs> yeah. we'll get some desk desk mics and that'll help out so wonderful support there and thank you to everyone for tuning in to another episode we really appreciate you listening in uh, it means the world to us shout out and reach out if you if you want to say hey and uh, that would be awesome to hear from you all. And we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time. 
Good Jenny. <laughs> you can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us. Toy Power Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah. <laughs>